I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. In my time in Kansas City... I met a few cool cats. I don't know if any of them are as cool as our next guest on the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline, former Kansas City Chief football player, currently broadcaster. He's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs color analyst uh, for the network. His name is Danon Hughes. You can give him a follow on Twitter at DAHughesGuy83, and he's joining us now here on The Lake Show. First off, Dana, and I hope that all is well with you and your wife and your kids and your entire family. And uh, welcome back to the Super Bowl again, man. What's going on, Brother Lake? How you doing, man? Everything is good here. Just got done with my players-only show, me and Sean Barber. We had to talk some trash to the Cincinnati Bungles and all that extra, <laughs> extra disrespect that they brought to Arrowhead Stadium. Yes, it's Arrowhead Stadium. I bet they know the name now. Uh, and so we had to get that out of our system. Now I can woosah, get back to my zen, relax, and get ready for this Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. I love the intro. I love the intro right there. So wait, are you telling me that you call some people some jabronis tonight or what? Hey, I, I cannot confirm nor deny that the jabronis was thrown out there a few times during the show. <laughs> well, man, I'm glad that you're well, brother. Uh, you know, I, I I love you to death, and I'm so happy for the Chiefs organizations, uh, players, their staff. Um, you know, starting at the top with Andy Reid, all the way down to to the players and the the, the, the really important people um, that make up the uh, the organization that don't get the attention or don't get the credit uh, where where credit is due. But uh, you man, you've been a part of that franchise, that organization for a long time, and and now you're you're, you're calling the games. Um, I, I guess I'll start with this, man. What has this season been like for you as a former chief and chief broadcaster? Now, so man, let me tell you, it's been a special season. But it's actually this is my third year in the broadcast booth with Mitch. And as you know, I was very fortunate. Mitch was the broadcaster, the play-by-play guy for me for five of my six years so I had Kevin Harlan as a rookie and then Mitch came in in 94 so a lot of the big plays that I had the touchdowns that I had like the voiceovers calling those was Mitch so now being in the booth with him uh, having the synergy that we have the energy that we present uh, we get a lot of compliments about how well we work together if you watch some of the clips I put on uh, Twitter or the reels or Instagram that you see, like they're like, I'm the calming force because you know, Mitch, he's amped up and excited for every single play, especially the big plays. So like if we're both on tilt, like we tear that booth up, we'd be throwing computers and everything. So 
I, I have to be the straight man at times, and it's just been a blessing, man. Uh, I would have never thought that even though I, I've worked my way up through the broadcasting world, starting out doing high school games, baseball, basketball, football, and then getting college and pro games, now being uh, on the only team that I played for and the Chiefs being in the booth with such a, with such a great staff and a great organization – it's just been awesome, man. And now this will be my second Super Bowl calling a game. I've been doing it for three years. I've got two Super Bowls now, and hopefully we can get this W. Man, it's it's amazing. And, and look, I love listening to you guys when I'm driving around. Like, there's been a, a couple of occasions here this season where after a Vikings game, um, if I'm out and about running errands and I'm in my vehicle, that I uh, am able to go through and and catch you guys on one of the channels there uh, via my uh, you know my, uh, my my serious situation there, and it's fun to to catch you guys. I think one of the times I even uh, took a picture when I was uh, parked, and then I I sent it to you to let you know that I was uh, listening yeah. to you guys uh, 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 during the game. But you know, when I look at this season in itself, Dana, it's interesting because. I feel like this was a season where everybody was doubting the Chiefs and people were talking about, okay, Tyreek Hill is no longer there and in this, finding all of these different ways to kind of doubt the Chiefs. And to me, I never truly understood that. Now, you know, I play fantasy football. I selected Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback because I had faith and believed that Patrick Mahomes, having him in itself is going to make a lot of things go away that you think could be problematic. What did you think of the doubting of the Chiefs? And do you feel like that ever truly went away? Because it seemed like people were willing to doubt the Chiefs the majority of the season. Yeah, so if, I, if I'm being honest, like I, I feel like some of the doubt was justified. Now, if I'm going to take off my Chiefs helmet and I'm going to put on my regular analyst football fan helmet, and I'm going to tell you, or if you were to tell me, So this coming season, you're going to lose Tyreek Hill, who's likely the most dynamic football player that I can recall, uh, especially his unique unique, uh, approach and attributes to the game. You lose the Honey Badger. You're going to lose Charvarius Ward. um, And you're going to get back to the promised land. Like, I can understand that there'd be some doubt, especially when you add on and there's this guy named Joe Burrow and this, this guy that they want to anoint and Justin Herbert, and you still got Josh Allen. So I can understand it from a football standpoint, but it just makes you more appreciate the greatness of Patrick Mahomes that even with all of the, that, those dynamics, he's still able to orchestrate a team to 14-3, and three, a number one seed, and a, a fifth straight AFC championship through Arrowhead Stadium, and now going to his third Super Bowl. So it just goes to show you that even with all those those subtractions, there's some special additions that we had, and he did it differently. Like, you don't have the luxury of a Tyreek Hill catching a five-yard pass, making six or seven Buffalo Bills miss, running across the field, and getting 40 yards. You didn't have that. You had Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, a Kadarius Tony who was jettisoned from the Giants, uh, Justin uh, that was Justin Watson who was thrown away from the Buccaneers, and a rookie in Sky Moore. Who would have thought that you would still be able to put up the numbers that you were able to do, have the record that we were able to have, 
and now represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl like we're about to do. Yep, we're talking to Danon Hughes here on the Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO, Kansas City Chiefs color analyst, former Chiefs player, uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs heading to the Super Bowl to face the Philadelphia Eagles next weekend. I think that, you know, it's, it's, look, I agree with you that there were some question marks because Tyreek was moving on and you had some questions about how dynamic this offense is going to be. But I think that the good side of what we saw come out of this year without Tyreek Hill is pretty simple. We learned that without a doubt, at least in my mind, the greatest tight end of all time is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yes, I, I think that many people, at least a lot of people that are knowledgeable about football, look, we're always going to have the arguments. I played with Joe Montana up until probably four or five years ago. I would have died on, on the bed of Joe Montana is the greatest, and I kind of came around to – recognizing Tom Brady and his greatness. I think that's probably going to be some of the same arguments that you're going to have with regards to Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, to think that this organization likely had two of the top, what, maybe three or four tight ends to ever play the game, and it's coming from the same organization, uh, is truly special. But, like, how can you argue what Travis Kelsey has done the attention that he draws. And what's so impressive with him is the the wavelength that he's on with Patrick Mahomes. So many improvised plays. Uh, it's like both of those guys are thinking the same things. And when Patrick escapes the pocket or Travis needs to separate, they go in the same direction. They make the same moves. They throw He throws the ball to areas where only Travis can make those plays. Like, that's different. That's a different kind of ability. It's one thing to be able to get open. It's another thing to be able to get open, then re-get open when the quarterback escapes and he knows exactly where you are, throwing back across the field, whatever is necessary for those two guys to be in sync like they are, to me is almost more impressive than some of the numbers that he puts up. Hey, the Philadelphia Eagles, that's a scary opponent. They've got an outstanding defense. They've got one hell of a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that doesn't get enough credit. Um, he gets some, but I think that, uh, you know, some of the, some of the players out there like, uh, uh, Micah Parsons and others try to diminish him and say, Hey, you know, he ain't, he ain't all that. No, I think that Jalen Hurts is all that. So they've got a damn good football team, a really good offensive line. What concerns you, Dana Hughes, about the Philadelphia Eagles? I think there's a lot to be concerned about. Nick Seriani has done an outstanding job. I knew Nick when he was here as an assistant coach, uh, helped him make the transition to Kansas City, a great dude, and you can tell that he's a great leader of that team. Uh, but I think the running ability of Jalen Hurts can be a factor. Uh, also, the big playability of guys like A.J. Brown and Devonta can make big plays also. And then defense, they get pressure. They get pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, now, even with Jalen Hurts and his ability to escape and his running ability, he's been sacked, uh, what, I want to say 49 or 51 times on the season between the uh, – I'm sorry, 41 on the season. And uh, that's a lot, especially when you compare to Patrick Mahomes that hasn't been sacked that many times. I believe he's only 29 times this season when you include the playoffs. So – like, we can get to them, but we got to be able to keep them contained. 
and and I and I felt like one of my keys to victory leading into this game is making Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni feel like they got to go throw for throw, blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes because I don't feel like there's any quarterback in the league that can do that. If they ask him to drop back 50 times to Patrick Mahomes 50 times, we'll be coming home with the trophy. All right, final thing, and then we'll let you go, Danon. Uh, do you think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair? Well, what do you when you say high scoring? What you're saying? What are you What are you saying uh, as a total? I'm talking about uh, as a, as a over under. We're talking we're talking seventy points. Oh, I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be. I'm going to go with the number that I was wrong with in the AFC Championship. I picked the Chiefs to beat the Bungles, thirty three twenty four. I'm going to say the Chiefs State thirty three twenty four against the Eagles. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. All right. So, thirty-three, twenty-four. All right. That look. That's interesting because right now, well, what is what is Vegas? Does Vegas have the Chiefs? The Vegas has the Eagles as a two-point favorite right now, right? Yes, they have us as the underdogs right now, um, and I kind of feel like it's because of their defense and what they were able to accomplish in the playoffs. But they played against the quarterback-less Forty-Niners team. They've shown they've had the ability to give up points. Uh, in in the past during this season, so I don't know where the the genesis of us being an underdog in this game, but uh, that's why they play it. So we'll see how it unfolds. Hey Dana, man, I'm so happy for you and all the fine folks in Kansas City. I'm looking forward to getting back there uh, here in the next uh, month or so. You never know when I'm always sneaking into Kansas City. I just snuck in there a couple times on you. I didn't hit you up. I should I should have hit you up. But man, I'm so happy yeah, that uh, you'll be up, a man. rocket. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that you'll be rocking out in uh, in Arizona next weekend, uh, being a part of the broadcast with the Super Bowl, and uh, go out there and win another one, man. Looking forward to it, brother. Let me know when you're in town. We'll celebrate together. All right, sounds good. That's Dana Hughes joining us here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. And, of course, without question, I'm going to be putting a few dollars on the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no question. I got to roll with the underdogs here. That should be fun. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More Lake Show next. All right, thanks again to Danny Hughes. He's going to be celebrating next weekend, I I believe. If not, I'll just meet him in Kansas City. He can buy me some ribs. And officially, I'm even with Christopher Tubbs. I had owed Christopher Tubbs for quite some time. Uh, I think it was some beer or something like that. Yeah, that we yeah, bet. Yeah, it was some Zima. I thought and, I really and, was hoping you were going to pay up, but I, yeah, yeah, and, I guess we're and, even. And, the, and now we're even because you had some bad luck, bro. I, I, I get it, man. You had some bad luck. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you when lost you, the bet. <laughs> it, it, it really, it wasn't even. I don't even feel like it's like like it's it's not even your fault. Like the you picked a team that team had the worst luck of all time. Yeah, I, I mean the I mean, you you got to give the Eagles credit. They just ran into the buzzsaw known as Murphy's Law. You know when Fred Wagner pops the shoulder out. Uh, you know Brock Purdy can't feel his arm after the first drive. You know Bosa gets cleated when he's standing on the sideline. It's like what what possibly when you have a quarterback that can't throw the football, and then you've got your fourth string quarterback that leaves because of a concussion. 
Uh, you're done. Yeah, you're you're done. I mean, yeah. it's it, it was really unfortunate for San Francisco. I, I do feel like you know Philadelphia. You're the really way fortunate for me. Yeah, it was fortunate. So I guess <laughs> we we got to figure out some sort of a tiebreaker then, since we're even. Oh man, uh, we'll figure it out. There, yeah. there's plenty of games, sport, sporting events to go uh, the rest of this year to bet on. We're both a de- right, yeah, we're both degenerates. We got to have some sort of skin in the game. Let's be honest. Exactly. All right, let's dive into a scoreboard right now. All right, let's get to it. Like the NHL is on their All Star break, so we've just got a you know some professional college hoops to look at. Uh, let's go to Indianapolis, where the Indiana Pacers right now are leading the LA Lakers. LeBron's got 15 in that game, but 77-68, the Pacers up on the Lakers. Eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. Uh, eight minutes left to go in the first half in Cleveland. The Cavaliers up on the Grizzlies. 40 to 39, Darius Garland, 14 points for Cleveland. John Morant, the all-star, has eight. And, uh, I have not looked at, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. in the box score. Of course, he might not even be playing tonight because, uh, I don't think he is playing tonight, as a matter of fact. So I guess we can, uh, Are you serious? Yeah. I, he's, uh, I think he's been, I think he's been out. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you gotta see be kidding him. me. No. No, yeah, Al- he's not. He's not listed at all. Yeah, Aldama, oh, Tillman, nice. Brooks, Ja, and Desmond Bain started, and then you got Clark, uh, Brandon Clark. Uh, you know, Damian Roddy, of course. Uh, you know, John Conchar and uh, Apple Valley's own uh, Mr. Jones. But yeah, no, Jaron Jackson Jr. Apparently, he's celebrating the All Star nomination by <laughs> by being hurt. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so upset. Anyway, I'm not throwing shade, but I'm just saying that it's awfully dark over where uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is at. All right. The uh, Miami Heat up on the New York Knickerbockers at Madison Square Garden. Julius Randle, uh, 12 points in that one. Bam Adebayo, 12 as well for the Heat. 44 to 40. Miami up on the Knicks. Three minutes left to go in the first half. Bulls up on the Hornets, 24 to 20. Three minutes left to go in the first quarter there. Pelicans are at the Mavericks later on tonight, along with the Warriors, second half of the back-to-back uh, in Denver. And it looks like the Warriors not sitting a whole lot of guys tonight. I know that Clay's going to Clay's gonna sit, but as far as I know, everybody else is going to go, including Steph. Uh, he's been battling that shoulder issue. And then the Clippers and the Bucks there, the late national NBA game. Let's get to some... Oh, let's get to some college basketball here quick, uh, Lake. Florida Atlantic, 19th-ranked team in the nation, trailing UAB 54-49. Uh, third-ranked Houston there in uh, Wichita taking on the Shockers. Uh, Washington's at 9th-ranked UCLA, staying with the Pac-12. 5th-ranked Arizona hosting Oregon. 12th-ranked uh, Gonzaga hosting Santa Clara. And 18th-ranked St. Mary's, they are going to be hosting San Francisco. So uh, that's what we've got in men's hoops tonight. Nice. Nice. All right, that's going to wrap up the scoreboard, a brief shortened scoreboard because there's a lot that's not going on. I just wanted to throw some shade at you. I just wanted to throw some more shade at uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. once I saw that he wasn't playing. Yeah. Uh, So there's no NHL because we have the uh, the NHL All-Star Weekend coming up here. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. That and then after that, We'll get to Around the NFL. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right. Welcome back to The Lake Show here on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCL. Top of the hour, we talk some Super Bowl with 
Well, somebody that's going to be attending the Super Bowl, he's going to be working the Super Bowl. Color analyst for the Kansas City Chiefs, Dan Hughes. So now it's time to talk a little bit more NFL because this segment, we call it Around the NFL. All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. Our Minnesota Vikings are not playing. I don't know the next time that we could anticipate them playing, but I do know that one thing they do need to do next better year. next year. Hey, I'm all about uh, it's going to be great, Super Bowl 58. Let's uh, put it on a bumper sticker. Let's go. So, in order to get to Super Bowl 58, who do we see being a front runner for the Vikings defensive coordinator position? Is it, Do you have somebody in mind that you see out there that you think would be a good fit for this organization? No clue. Like, th- this is, of all the questions I've been asked on around the NFL, like, I th- this is unanswerable. I, I, I don't at all. I have no clue where they where they would like to go. I don't even know. We don't know. What, what do they want to do? They, yeah. Do they want to do a totally different scheme? Like, we don't know what the identity – we don't – Kevin O'Connell – like they're not around to talk, so I have no idea. Like I know that what's his name was being looked up, looked at by a couple of different teams, Vic uh, Fangio. Oh yeah, but before he didn't went sign to Miami. anywhere yet. I thought he went. I thought he went to Miami. Maybe I, was... I don't think. I don't think the Miami was official though. I don't think. It, oh, I don't okay. think it became official. Okay, I, I know that people. Or maybe have... it just turned official because he was in the mix for a couple of um, other jobs. I know that I've heard Brian Flores being thrown around by Vikings fans. I mean, if he doesn't get a head coaching position, I would be interested in that. But, yeah, you've got to figure out the personnel side of it, too. So do you – I mean, obviously, you have to get a coordinator on board and then figure out your personnel. But I, it's it's a very fluid situation. And, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the day of the week is you hear a different name. So I'll be very curious, but I feel like the more tight-lipped they are, the better off they're going to be because you don't want loose lips to go ahead and let this stuff get out. Exactly. All right, so could you realistically, and I threw it out there tongue-in-cheek, but I, I see some people starting to run with it. Could you see the Vikings realistically trying to make a move for Trey Lance? No. Why would the Vikings make a, a play for Trey Lance? I'm dead serious. I don't, like, I don't, I don't get why they would. Well, you you want to because, start you want to start looking at the future, and, and you want somebody that you can possibly you know get on a rookie contract. But yeah, but what have you seen from Trey Lance? You've seen nothing, and now you've got injuries that are factored in. Like I I think that, to me that would be a colossal mistake <laughs> if the Vikings went in and they don't know anything about this kid, a, a just shot in the dark. And that he's just he's not good. I don't feel it's necessarily not worth kicking the tires on, but with all of the questions, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be free agent, and, and you got Brock Purdy's elbow. I feel like if they were going to seriously move him, they would be they would be asking more than what the Vikings could could offer. I mean, eventually you start have you have to start thinking about your future after Kirk Cousins. But you don't want to abandon that because you got number 18 that you can't have, you know, an unproven quarterback throwing him the football. That's not going to be enticing to him. Like, you've got to keep him. you got to keep him happy. So I think that the heir parent, I think that the heir parent to Kirk Cousins is still in college. 
Okay. Uh, I could. Uh, do you feel like they're in this year's draft? This year, you talking about as in the one that's coming up? Yeah, like an Anthony Richardson or uh, uh, leave yeah, us the kid. Okay, all right. I, I was just curious because you said you know in college, and I was just wondering if that included this year's draft class. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking about coming out. I'm talking about still there. Okay, all right. Like so, literally there. Literally there. He right now, whoever the Vikings quarterback is going to be, is right now doing some keg stands at some sorority right now. So. <laughs> That's what you. That's how I interpret that, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, panty raid, <laughs> panty raid. That's my kind of quarterback. Let's go. Whoever is in charge of the panty raid, that's my next jersey. Okay, so speaking of a guy that we don't associate with panty raids, is Aaron Rodgers on a new team next year? Um, San Francisco, maybe the so. Jets. Oh, you think he's going back? I don't to Green think Bay? so, but. I, I think he's I think that's Green Bay or bust, but I don't know, man. There's some other smoke out there, and I don't know how to read that. I mean, v- Vegas possibly to be you know reunited with Devontae Adams because you know apparently yeah, that's, that's the other smoke. I mean, <laughs> Devontae's uh, social media account. Yeah, yeah. Should the Giants commit to Daniel Jones long term? We saw some good out of him, but then he absolutely was super-duper flustered against the Eagles in the playoffs. I mean, is that a guy the Giants can look at and say, hey, we want to give you another contract? But we flustered the Giants and Daniel Jones. So, no, I'm not going to read too much into it. I actually think that New York, even though after the first couple of years, I would have been like, mm, no, don't don't, uh, don't move them. Uh, or, yeah, go ahead and move them, rather. Go ahead and, and move them. Right now, I'm saying that I feel like he's gotten his confidence together. Mm-hmm. He's got some swagger. And I think that uh, Daniel Jones, he might have a home in New York. I, I think that you know, this year they didn't pick up the option. And with Brian Dayball, I thought Brian Dayball did a, a really good job with him, like put him in the best position. Giants overachieved this year. And I, you know, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but I think he's a very serviceable quarterback. I could definitely see him being, you know, the Giants quarterback, you know, coming up next year. So are we overblowing the next question? Are we overblowing the officiating from the Kansas City Cincinnati game? I mean, because it was obviously Kansas City got the extra call. You know, there was that, you know, Joseph Asai play out of bounds, which you know, we know was. Yes, we're, yes, we're okay. overdoing it. We have people like Arian Foster, and I like Arian Foster, but he's saying that the games are scripted. <laughs> I know. What, what is, are you talking about, man? It's just it's some ridiculous bit, but it's like, man, you can't put things like that out there, even tongue-in-cheek, because people are going to take it and run with it. He's going to get somebody killed. <sighs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. It's scripted. It's, it, it is, yeah. I There are good, there are bad nothing's going to be perfect in it. I don't feel like there was favoritism, questionable calls in every game. I Cincinnati, I feel at times with some of those had a right to be upset, but that wasn't re- the reason they lost a football game. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. And finally, Sean Payton is back in the coaching rank. So apparently he, Denver he never left. Yeah. Denver. <laughs> yeah. They sent their first round pick. One of them, which was from San Francisco and a 2024 second rounder to New Orleans for Peyton and their 2024 third round pick. Now the first round pick is the one that the Dolphins acquired for Bradley Chubb. 
basically what I'm saying is it, it, Sean Payton for draft picks, they feel like he's the one that's going to uh, fix Russ. Is Did Denver make the right move, or should they have gone a different direction? I mean, I can't knock him and say they made the wrong move. I, 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 You can't say that. This guy's a Super Bowl winning coach. He knows offense. He's outstanding that way, so I can never say this or view it as a negative. Okay. I wonder uh, who's – is he going to bring in Greg Williams and they're going to cut the head off the snake and put a little something-something under the table for, you know, taking out uh, Khalil Mack? Or, or, or are we looking at that too? Or has, has Sean Payton seen the error of his ways? Is he a, is he a good boy now? I'm going to play fair. Hmm. That's yeah. pretty funny. That's what I thought. He's still a All right, that's, that's going to wrap up around the NFL, but don't go anywhere. We've got headlines. That's next on The Good Neighbor. All right, it's time for headlines here on The Good Neighbor. If you haven't heard headlines before, which I'm assuming all of you have, uh, we take a look at some of the top headlines locally, nationally, um, entertainment-wise, business-wise, and Christopher Tubbs lays them out on the table for me to kind of discuss and talk about. All right, let's get to the first one, Lake. Uh, this one pretty big in these parts. Rep. Ilian Omar was ousted from the House Foreign Affairs Committee today in a party-line vote that saw all Republicans support removing the rep from her seat on the committee. Now, before the vote, several allies spoke up in support of her, announcing the move to take her off the committee. House Republicans say they wanted her removed because of the comments she made in the past that they say were critical of Israel and anti-Semitic. Now, Representative Dean Phillips, also a Democrat who's Jewish, was among those to speak up, and he called out of the hypocrisy of the Republicans by pointing out some of the GOP Congress members have done that have gone unpunished in the party. Now, others to speak out against the removal of Omar was Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC has been a constant supporter of Omar. The two are both members of what they call the squad. Now, AOC called attention to discrimination against Muslim Americans in the United States following the events of 9-11. And uh, she then said that the Republican Party is being hypocritical by seeing Omar has made anti-Semitic remarks when one of their own members has talked about uh, Jewish space lasers. Now, despite Democrats speaking out against the vote, Omar has been removed from her seat and she has not yet commented on the decision. I mean, look, AOC is right. Like the hypocrisy is it's it's unbelievable. It's stunning. And. it is in it, it, the fact that that we had an insurrection and we have had Congress people that have put up memes and made inflammatory remarks about um, several different groups and stuff. It just it's it is it is appalling and and it is embarrassing. And at the end of the day, it has to do with the fact that she is a Muslim woman of color and they didn't want her they didn't want her on the committee and to me as well it just it reeks of revenge and pettiness to, it, sure. as, as well it's it just it's not about putting people in the right spots it's about what what, what can we do to punish the other side and, and to me it's spiteful and it's absolutely ridiculous Speaking of ridiculous, it wasn't the news a lot of people wanted to hear, but Punxsutawney Phil's predicted six more weeks of winter. Inner Circle President Tom Dunkel knocked on Phil's door at Gobbler's Knob this morning for the 137th annual event. Groundhog handler A.J. Darumi held Phil up to the cheering crowd before he made his weather prediction. 
Now, Phil's previous two predictions also call for six more weeks of winter. Thousands of people make the trip every February 2nd to party and celebrate Groundhog Day, and it has been formally celebrated since 1887. Look, I'm not shocked by this. Are you shocked by this? What, that we're getting six more I, weeks I of winter all, or that we worship I a always, Yeah, I all no for both. <laughs> um I just I always anticipate we're gonna get six more weeks. Just happy that we're not getting two months. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing though, right? Six weeks for everybody else is like, you know, yeah, two months. It's like eight weeks. You add two extra weeks for Minnesota. And really that's what we're getting. So, you know, sometime in April is you know, maybe the twin second homestand of the year. That's when things will kind of oh, settle down. Don't start that. Don't start. Hey, that. man, you get a you get the heated. You know, like the uh, Casa de Lake going up uh, targets Target Field. So I mean, you you don't have to sit with the commoners like me. You're okay. You're okay. A shell made a record profit of almost forty billion dollars in 2022, more than double what it raked into the previous year after oil and gas. Shocker. I, I know. Well, Exxon Mobil. Also posted record full-year earnings at $59.1 billion. Chevron reported a record full-year profit of $36.5 billion. Uh, I got to tell you, I think the problem is the oil and the gas companies and not the government. I'm just going to throw it out there when they're all yes. making buco bucks. Yes. Agree with you 100%. This is about gouging the American public. That's all that this is about. They know that we are in a position where they can demand that we pay it and that many of us are just we're just going to go along for the ride. Well, we're hamstrung. I mean, I, I know we're talking about all of these electric vehicles, but right now, number one, how many of us can realistically afford uh, electric vehicles? And then on the other side of it. Like, we need gas to get from point A to point B, even if we drive just a little bit. Like, even if you don't drive, guess what? The vehicles that you do use, they've got to use fuel. Yep. All right, coming up next, there's something called the Road to Kentucky Tournament. It's something that takes place at Canterbury Park. It does involve horse racing, right? Clearly, Road to Kentucky Derby. It's an important thing you should be a part of if you want to cash a major ticket in the first weekend of May. I'll tell you why next with Jeff Bidet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.